For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover a data piece on the last 22 years of Princeton football, a new university statement on the case of the missing grad student, Elizabeth Shurkov, a healthcare worker strike at Kaiser Permanente Hospitals, and Pakistan's order to remove all unauthorized Afghan asylum speakers by November. It's Thursday, October 5th. Princeton's football team has had a storied 22 years. We sat down with Andrew Bosworth to look back on the data behind those games. I'm Andrew Bosworth, and I'm an assistant data editor for the Daily Princetonian. Your piece is about the history of Princeton football in the past 20 years. What are the win-loss highlights? Since 2000, the Tigers consistently had fewer wins than losses in total until 2018 when they had an undefeated season, including all seven games within the conference, clenching their 12th Ivy League title. And their most recent title was in 2021. And from the 2018 to 2023 period, how has uh, Princeton performed in comparison to the past following that win streak? Princeton has done pretty well in the past few years. There were no games played in 2020 due to COVID-19. In 2021, they only lost one game, and in 2022, they lost two games. Currently, they are winning two to one games uh, in this season. And Andrew, you talked a little bit about weather in your article. Could you tell us a little bit about how historically weather has affected Princeton's football team? Yes. Um, Historically, Princeton has done better in warmer weather. This is largely because they play uh, non-conference opponents earlier in the season, uh, generally in September, and then in October, November, it is often playing against Ivy League opponents um, in colder months. And these are generally more challenging games, which they tend to lose higher percentages of. Um, Thus, there's also a trend of uh, higher win percentages in September and in the earlier months. All right, thank you. Thank you. For more information about the past 22 years of data from the Princeton football team, you could read Andrew Bosworth's article at dailyprincetonian.com or linked in the show notes. In campus news, a new statement from the university has acknowledged that the kidnapping of doctoral candidate Elizabeth Terskov in Iraq last March occurred during travel related to research for her politics dissertation. Since the confirmation of her kidnapping in July, the university had maintained that travel to Iraq would not be approved for students. While this research was on behalf of the university, the university has not mentioned if the travel was approved. University spokesperson Michael Hotchkiss told the prince that, quote, at this time, the university is focused on Elizabeth's safety and well-being. We have offered support to Elizabeth's family and are in communication with government officials and experts for guidance on how the university can best help bring Elizabeth home safely. In national news, yesterday, over 75,000 healthcare workers at Kaiser Permanente hospitals and medical facilities walked off the job. Nurses, pharmacists, and hundreds of others went on strike to pressure their employer to address staff shortages that have intensified since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. These strikes are taking place in California, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., and will continue through Saturday morning in most states. In Virginia and Washington, D.C., the strike will be concluding today. According to the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions, this is the largest healthcare strike in U.S. history. In international news, Pakistan has ordered all Afghan asylum seekers to leave the country before November. Since the Taliban returned to power in Afghanistan, Pakistan has welcomed thousands of refugees, but many have not received refugee status. Pakistani officials have attributed a surge of suspected terrorist attacks in the country to Afghan migrants at the border. 24 bombings have taken place along Pakistan's border since January. 
the Pakistani government has begun to retaliate for the attacks, detaining more than 1,000 Afghans in the past two weeks. During the announcement of the new policy, Pakistan's interior minister, Sarfraz Bukhti, said that those who did not leave the country would be forcibly deported, but he did not elaborate on how exactly the government would expel the migrants. Tighter restrictions, including visa requirements, are expected to join the retaliations, increasing the time it takes to legally enter the country. Today, expect a high of 78 and a low of 62 degrees. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Sanai Farrell, Laura Sabrosa, Maya Makuji, and me. Sound engineered by Eden Tashoma and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, Class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. Have a wonderful day.